Hey, did you know that plastic is produced with oil? A fossil fuel that pollutes the environment. Wouldn't it just be awesome if we could live our lives without plastic? Well, there's a company that wants to help you do just that. Life Without Plastic. They sell products that will reduce or eliminate your dependence on plastic. They have a large selection of products like toothbrushes, food storage containers, drinking straws. And the best part is that they're also very reasonably priced. So what are you waiting for? Check out all these great plastic-free products and help save the planet. Just click on the link in the show notes to find out more and to start your journey to being plastic-free. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Nature Wander podcast. I'm Paul, your host, and today I'm out wandering, wandering into new territory, new places. Um, I'm actually at Owens Falls Sanctuary. It's just outside of the village of East Aurora, New York, and it's a sanctuary that is run by the Western New York Land Conservancy. I've never been here before. It's fairly new. Just a couple of years ago they purchased the land and turned it into a sanctuary. So this is an adventure for me because this is all new. I've never been here before. It's kind of cool. But the Western New York Land Conservancy is a local organization in Western New York, obviously. And what they do is they put land easements on property and they try to protect property. And so they can, they find areas that are sensitive that maybe developers might have their eyes set on and, and they know it's a pristine area that should be protected and not developed. So they will do some fundraising and hopefully purchase the property. And this was one such property that they did purchase a few years back. Um, if you're not familiar with East Aurora, New York, it's well known for the art movement. The East Aurora actually is kind of the place where the art movement started, where artists would come and learn to basically get better at their craft. There's a place called the Roycroft Campus. The Roycroft Campus was established many years ago as a teaching place for artisans. Well, some artisan came along, he wanted to learn his craft better, and so he came to the Roycroft Campus to do that and he ended up loving the area and stayed here and he actually bought this land that i'm walking on uh, probably about 100 years ago and it just went up for sale i'm sure it's been sold to other owners over the years other people or maybe it was handed down from generation to generation i don't know the whole story about that but i do know that uh, a couple years ago it came up for sale again and because it's such a beautiful spot, I mean, I'm walking through these woods right now. 
thank goodness I'm in the woods because it's a warm day. And so I got plenty of shade. There's a little bit of a breeze. Um, you may hear the cicadas in the background. But there's, you know, this beautiful woods here. Lots of cherry trees. I'm seeing some conifers too. Looks like some some pines. Sounds amazing. I'm trying to see. Yeah, Scotch pines. Um, lots of different trees in here. It's it's a mixed forest. Mostly hardwood. Mostly hardwood, but every once in a while you get some conifers poking their heads through. And actually I've got a whole section here of of scotch pines. Yeah, a whole, whole area of scotch pines. But most of it is a hardwood forest. So they saw because, I mean, I've been walking pretty level right now. There's just so much land here that they were afraid that developers were going to snatch it up. East Aurora is a, a popular place right now. Um, the housing market is like crazy in East Aurora. Uh, people, if you put a house on the market and it's gone in a couple of days. It's, it's a very, very beautiful community, very friendly community. Uh, I was actually raised in East Aurora and I moved Oh, it's about a half an hour from East Aurora. We're trying to get back to East Aurora now because that's just how wonderful the community is. But it's a growing community. Uh, people really want to be here. So anyhow, the, they were afraid that developers would snatch up this area, which I could see why. Like I said, my first time here and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, they were afraid they'd snatch it up I'm going to pause a second here because I spotted some movement in the woods. There's two wild turkeys just strutting along. I'd see them through the trees, but yeah, two wild turkeys just strutting along here. Looks like one's a tom and the other's a hen. Awesome. Um, so the Western New York Land Conservancy, they decided that they were going to try to save this pristine area from development. Uh, there's a very pure stream, I haven't come up to it yet, but it feeds into the water system of the area. And, you know, there's just this old woods here. I'm seeing a lot of young trees, but I'm sure there's some older trees in here. It's just pristine. They did not want it to disappear. So what they did is they did some fundraising. They talked to the seller and said, hey, we would like to purchase it, but we need time to raise the funds to purchase it. And the owner who was selling it said, okay, I'll give you a year. They did a year of heavy-duty fundraising. They brought the attention to the community. People in the community were like, yes, that's awesome. Let's keep this pristine, this beautiful area. And so a lot of people chipped in and the Western New York Land Conservancy did raise enough money to purchase the property and they turned it into a preserve. Now, that's how this 
became the Owens Falls Nature Preserve. And I haven't gotten to the falls yet, we'll get there. It's not a really long hike here, from what I understand. Like I said, first time here, but... Pee-wee! I don't know if you hear the pee-wee in the background calling. Um, lots of wildlife. There's the turkeys I saw. I've been hearing a lot of different birds through here, even though there's a little bit of breeze going through the trees. There's still a lot of wildlife I'm hearing and seeing. So we are, the Western New York Land Conservancy does other things besides just purchasing land to save it. They work with towns, villages, counties, um, individuals, and they will help them preserve their own land as well. So if they have, like I actually considered doing this on my property. I have 12 acres out in the Arcade, New York area. And I thought about putting a, an easement on the property. And basically what it would do is it would say, okay, for the next so many years, I would probably do a hundred year easement. For the next hundred years, if I die, and the land goes to someone else or if i sell the property um, what happens is they can buy it but they cannot develop it they cannot build on it and you can change the easement in different ways um, maybe put no structures over this no farming that whatever uh, but they do actually do easements with farmers as well so this is what the purpose of the Western New York Land Conservancy is, is basically preserving areas that need to be preserved. Okay, I've just come to a section of the trail where I just turned to the right and there is a, I'm gonna get a little bit close. I'm not too keen on heights, so I'm not gonna get real close, but there is actually a ravine here, a cliff. And it goes down, I'm going to guess, probably about 150 feet. So, yeah, trust me, I'm not getting close. <laughs> it's, but I can see it goes down like 150 feet. It's absolutely beautiful here. Walking along the trail, which runs along the edge of the cliff. So, yes, you can imagine I am on the far outside of the trail. <laughs> So I don't know what it is. If there's a railing there, I'm fine. If there's a tree to hang on to to hug, I'm fine. But if there is just a cliff right there, I'm not fine. Um, one of these days I'll take you down to Zora Valley and we'll do a hike there. But there's certain areas of the valley that I do not go to because it, it's scary for me. I just have this fear of heights. Anyhow, we are in an area here where there's just all along the edge of the trail just the entire ground is covered in moss it's absolutely beautiful and we've got ferns throughout the woods it is so quiet and peaceful here and then the group of people that just wandered by a few minutes ago um, they even have a bench they made here oh what a beautiful place to just sit yeah so you can actually look over the ravine now we haven't had a lot of rainfall the last few days which means that I don't know how much water the falls is going to have in it. But we'll find out when we get down there. 
I always love these mixed forests. Yeah, along the edge here we've got a mix of conifers and deciduous trees. Beautiful, huge red oak tree right in front of me. It's it's oh it's enormous. I wouldn't even be able to put my arms around it. And right next to it we've got a row of conifers. It looks like we gotta get closer to actually see what it is. It looks like hemlocks. So and there's a beech tree. I won't do my Poor joke I did in another episode and my wife shook her head at me. Yeah, whenever I see a beech tree and I see a young beech under it, I say, oh, there's a son of a beech. Okay, I did it anyhow. Last time. Well, maybe not. But um, So yeah, this is just absolutely beautiful in here. Hearing a woodpecker up, ab up above me. There's another side shoot trail here with a couple of benches sitting, three benches. I'm gonna go down and check this out. There's three benches for people to just sit. And I mean, it, it's right off a very busy road, this preserve. So you usually get a lot of road. When I first came in, there's a lot of road noise. There's actually a, they're doing some ditch work. So there's a construction crew right at the edge of the road. And that construction crew is making all the beeping noise with the backing up tracks and a lot of noise. So, um, But back in here, it's like you can hear the cicadas. I'm hearing all the birds around me. Hopefully the mic is picking all this up. I'm going to speak a little quieter so that you can hear it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff to hear. It's just so quiet. And I did make it to the creek. Yeah, it's not even flowing right now. It's very low. I guess I'd have to come in the springtime to actually see the, see the waterfall. And yeah, I'm actually at the top of the waterfall with the creek here. But yeah, there's not much flowing here. So I'm gonna cross over because it's so low and the rocks are dry. Always be careful when crossing the creek. Don't wanna slip on it. We've got water striders in the water. They're so neat, they have like air bubbles on their, on the tips of their toes, the tips of their legs, and that allows them to float along the surface of the water. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them in here. Not seeing any frogs, but... So I've crossed the creek, and I'm actually on the other side now, headed down the trail on the other side of the creek, which, once again, is getting deeper and deeper as I go along, because the waterfall is actually in sections, a cascade, several waterfalls. And you can see how it just drops suddenly and then it just kind of cascades down over the rocks and then it goes down a little bit quicker. 
and once again I am in a section where it's probably about 150 feet deep the ravine so I am <laughs> once again staying on the outside of the trail uh, staying on the trail always stay on the trails especially in an area like this it is a preserve so you don't want to get off the trail you don't want to harm any of the plants on the edge and like I said, a lot of moss on the edge of the trail here. And on the way back, I think I'll spend a little more time at the creek and see what other wildlife we can find in the creek. So we're getting into more of the forest here. It's a very mature forest. Oh, there's an old tree there, dead tree with whole bunch of holes in it and they're actually elongated so you've got them um, where they're longer than they are wide which tells me that we've got pileated back in here yeah a downy hairy most woodpeckers make a hole that's round this one here they're elongated which is usually the sign of a pileated or pileated woodpecker. Now, often get asked, how do you pronounce it? What's the proper pronunciation? Pileated, pileated? Uh, I have done research and it can go either way. <laughs> yes. However you want to pronounce it. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, however you want to is correct. So the pileated woodpecker is in here. I haven't heard him. But uh, they are in this area. Okay, I'm watching the trail blazes. It looks like they go off to the right here. So we're going away from the ravine right now. Got a birch tree. Looks like it fell to the ground. You can see the wood is rotting on it, but the bark is still good. Uh, there's in birch bark, there's actually natural oils. It's a great thing. This is why the Native Americans used to build their canoes out of birch bark uh, because it's waterproof. It's got natural oils in it. So as the tree rots, the bark will stay out. I've actually seen tubes that are just like birch bark, but those natural oils actually, some people will use them to start a fire with. So if you take birch bark because of the oils, it'll burn longer and it'll help you actually ignite the fire. So that is birch tree that just fell to the ground. I'm um, seeing more black cherry around. There's some maples, quite a few maples in this area. You've got, looks like sugar maple. Yep, sugar maple trees. And I'm actually headed downhill here now. So I think they're taking us down to the bottom of the ravine. First time here, so this is all an adventure for me. I always love these these places when I wander into someplace new. It's like an all-new adventure for me. You can just see all this new and exciting things and just walk through a whole area. It's all just ferns and they're brushing against my legs as I walk along the trail. Very soft, very beautiful back in here. Uh, very quiet and peaceful too. I do have another group in here, 
So if you hear voices, but when I pulled in, I was the only car in the parking lot. Um, very small parking lot because it's not highly used. Uh, but yeah, there's another group in here, about six people. So you may hear voices now and then in the background, trying to keep my distance. Um, we've got May apples. Of course, the apples are long gone. As soon as they turn red, the deer come along and they, they eat them all. Uh, the leaves are actually toxic, though. It keeps the deer from eating the entire plant. But the plant doesn't mind if the deer eat the fruit because that's how they spread the seeds. They poop out the, the seeds. I just spotted something pretty neat here. I'm going to stop a second and take a look. Okay, we're in a, a heavily dense forest here. There's ferns on the ground which can handle being in little light. There's also very little ground cover though, very little plants, very few plants on the ground. And that's because the leaves of the trees are blocking all the sunlight from coming through. So you'll get your spring ephemerals, but it's late enough in the year where we don't have any of those. But there's this white plant at the roots of this tree here. Uh, some people call it Indian pipe. It's all white in color, there's no green. No green at all on it. Um, the, it's also known as um, ghost plant. So it's got a lot of different names. And the reason there's no green is because it's not grabbing any sunlight. It's not creating the chlorophyll to make the plant green. It's actually living off of the nutrients from the ground alone. So it's pretty neat how this plant adapts to the dark environment. It's able to survive on the forest floor. Okay, and it looks like I'm seeing no trespassing signs, which means I've reached the end of the trail here. The preserve, it does loop around. And I'll be going up the hill here. And we're still not down to the creek though, still about a hundred feet below, or sorry, the creek is about a hundred feet below us. I'm going to start heading up. Got a small loop here. And as I'm walking up, the trail is leading along the ravine, along the creek. And you can see all the trees just growing. There's some pretty large trees. That one almost looks hard to tell from this distance. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a huge maple. It's actually growing from the bottom of the ravine. And it's probably about 150 feet over my head. So that is one huge tree, very tall. Um, not a huge girth to it, not a big base to it. But when you are in the middle of the woods, it's all about getting to the sunlight. So you'll find that trees are growing quickly in the woods, trying to compete for that sunlight. They're going way up to the sky and you're competing for space, so the crown of the tree is not going to be as big on trees in the forest. So a maple tree that's in the middle of the forest, small crown, long... I'm going to the edge here. <laughs> There's a nice bench in front of me. So 
I can hang on to the bench and not worry about looking down. But absolutely beautiful in here. Highly recommend anyone coming here. Just so much to see. So peaceful too. Usually when I pass by here, I, I pass by here now and then. And usually when I pass by, I don't see anyone in the parking lot or maybe one vehicle. Uh, so I really thought I was going to be alone in here. But like I said, there's another group, but they're keeping their distance from me there. Or I should say I'm keeping my distance from them, just that we don't hear their voices in the background. But yeah, very peaceful in here, very serene. I'm going to have to come back here during the spring so I can see the water coming down. Uh, for those who don't live in the northeast or anywhere in the northern climate, you probably don't realize, but springtime is when all the water is flowing the most, and that's because you have the snow melt. Uh, you get that in other areas where there's mountains around. All the snow in the mountains is melting. It comes down in the streams. Well, same thing here. You have all the snow melting from our rough western New York winters. Uh, it fills up the streams and the creeks with all this water, and the waterfalls are flowing. So I will have to get back here in the spring and check it out when the water's flowing better. Of course, I probably won't get to this side, depending on how deep the water is up by the top of the waterfall. And I just got to an area where there's all kinds of wood shavings on the ground. Looks like a wood carver was here, but it's actually nature's wood carver. I'm looking around trying to find it. I see a Oh yeah, there's an old dead tree in front of me. I shouldn't say that. It's really not dead. Uh, the top of it is, but it's kind of neat how it almost looks like it was girdled. Uh, girdling is where, I mean, the Native Americans used to do it, where they girdle a tree. They basically are cutting around the tree and killing the cambium layer, the life of the tree. So they're killing the cambium layer so that the xylem and phloem can't flow up and down the tree and the life of the tree is in that layer so it kills it. That way they can chop it down much easier when it's dead and make their canoes or whatever out of it. So that's what we call girdling. But if you look at this tree, it looks like it's been girdled. There's a lot of rot that goes in, probably about six inches. So it's already rotting around the area but there's still bark and cambium layer left down in the bottom of the tree, the stump of the tree. The stump is probably about two and a half feet, two, two and a half feet. And off of that is, this is just the craziest thing. I'll post some pictures um, on my social media, but the bottom of it where the stump ends and you get this rotted, tree up above it there's actually shoots of new growth coming out of that layer so there's probably about six of them six shoots coming off and they're very much alive i'm seeing oh okay maybe not very much alive i'm looking no i just snapped one branch off but okay so not alive i'm wrong looks like there's buds on some of it. Yeah, there is some smaller growth coming off, I just noticed. It has buds on it. I don't know why they haven't sprouted out to leaves yet. But the top of the tree, 
top of the tree I see all the marks there you can see all the insects holes in it and the woodpecker digging so nature's woodcarver the woodpeckers have been here so yeah they've been eating away at this dead rotting tree not eating the tree they're just trying to get at the insects in the tree so yeah an old looks like an old beech tree that died uh, that's pretty interesting how you still have some growth trying to survive off of this this stump uh, just up a little ways we got some very healthy beech trees right next to this one i'm standing on what used to be one it's all just rotted stump yeah that'll be nice nutrients going back into the soil pretty soon it's amazing how you leave a forest alone it takes care of itself oh here's another tree that's leaning over it looks like the wind caught and just cracked the whole tree um, down at the base the tree is cracked none of the bark is intact i look up at the branches and yeah it's all dead at the top but i mean that will fall off at some point it's right at the edge of the gorge there's a couple of hemlock trees it looks like that are holding the tree up still but eventually it'll probably fall into the gorge because it's right at the edge of the gorge and you'll get the stump rotting from the rain and the weather and the stump will rot and all the nutrients from it will go back into the soil and you'll get new growth coming off of it so forests will regenerate i've seen it many times matter of fact i'm seeing a smaller beech tree that's right at the edge of the trail here and it looks like it was broken off probably about eh, six seven inches off the ground and there's two new growth trees coming off of it the one's about my height it's well, maybe a little shorter so probably about six five and a half feet the other one's about 10 feet tall and those two shoots are just coming off that little stump that's left from what was a tree now okay i hit the intersection of the trail here so like i said it's not a long trail it only took me about 20 minutes to get back here half an hour maybe because I, I stop a lot and check things out which i'll probably do more on the way back but it's it's so peaceful back in here if there goes a robin flying through you could probably hear more birds if the wind wasn't so noisy through the leaves oh, i'm hearing a white-breasted nuthatch in the distance and let's see what else am i hearing here Oh, I heard a chickadee too in the distance. I don't know if uh, I don't know if the microphone is picking that up. But yeah, there's there are some birds in here. Um, it's middle of the day though. A lot of them. You're going to hear a lot more if you come early in the morning, which I'll have to do sometime. Get up here a little bit earlier and do a little birding. This is on this preserve is on a birding trail. The Western York birding trail from what I understand so it's one of the sites that people come to do some birding 
in the early morning you're gonna hear a lot of birds in through here and I'm getting up towards the top of the waterfall again if you do come here just be very careful anytime you're near a waterfall or walking through a creek so I'm back to the creek like I said it's, it's barely flowing today barely flowing we haven't had much rain here so the creeks quite dry but let's see if we can go down into the creek and see if we can find anything else something that I like to do with the kids or if you're like me a big kid at heart I like to flip over a rock and see if there's any crayfish underneath. Nothing under that one. Always put the rock back after you've flipped it over. You don't know if that's someone's home. So far, all I'm seeing in here are the water striders. Yep, nothing under that rock. Yep, there go all the water striders running from me, or striding from me, if you want to put it that way. Just a few more. Gotta flip over and then we'll continue on and get back. Up oh, there's a whirligig beetle under this rock. Yeah, it surprises me, two of them. Yep, so there's a couple in here. Usually they look deeper water, but I guess it dried up on them and they're just trying to survive in this spot. Uh, whirligig beetles actually it's amazing when you see a big group of them it's like why aren't they bumping into each other they're just going crazy well the reason is because they actually use sonar that helps them to navigate and not bump into each other and they're very fast when they're swimming through the water they're like a little black dot in the water and they just swim back and forth and one more rock and i think we're gonna Head on out, grab a big one, see what's under here. Oh, there we go. Got a crayfish. Yep, you know, leave him alone. He's just, he's pretty cool though. He's just chilling out there in the water. So they like to hide under the rocks. So that's why I always, when I'm with my grandkids at a creek, often picking up rocks, lift, flipping them over so that they can we can see if we have any crayfish underneath. Really cool to see them. Okay, so we're headed away from the creek, the water, headed back in towards the woods. See what else we can find in here. That's, I mean, this whole place is just amazing. Like I said, I love exploring new areas. I can see here some depressions in the land. So you've got like these pits in different areas right here in the section I'm at. And it reminds me, I lost the trail is what it reminds me of. Uh, let me go find the trail here. But these I imagine are what we would call vernal pools in the springtime. What happens is when the snow melts, it leaves in these depressions water. So you have like mini ponds, but they're seasonal mini ponds. They will dry up as we get into the hotter summer months. And so the frogs, 
salamanders will lay their eggs in these vernal pools and the babies hatch out of them rather quickly and they survive by heading to the water before they dry up. So in the springtime, I have not caught it yet. It's, it's really a thing of timing. Um, if you have vernal pools in some woods nearby, you got to time it right. You go there in the evening, take a flashlight with you, but you go there in the evening and you check them out every night. And if you time it just right, it's when all these eggs are hatching and all the salamanders, uh, they'll basically migrate all together. And you'll see all these dozens and dozens of salamanders crossing the trails and heading down to the moist woods or out into the moist woods, down to the pond where there's more water for them. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting to watch. I've got friends who have seen it and they just say it's an amazing thing to watch. I have never timed it properly. I've never been able to see it. So I'm headed back out now along the trail. Um, still seeing a lot of a lot of different things. I always love an in-and-out trail. I mean yeah I like the loop trails because it's all new but with an in-and-out trail it's all new again because you're seeing it in a different perspective. I always catch new stuff like there's a tree where it's on the edge of the cliff here and it's all eaten away underneath. I didn't see that on the way in because of the angle I was at but as I'm coming here you can see where the ground underneath it from all the rain, all the melting of the snow, all that movement of water is pulling that soil out from underneath this tree. Eventually, it's going to take probably another 10-20 years, but eventually it'll be so eaten away underneath that tree that it'll get weak enough where the tree will just fall down into the ravine. And you can see some trees along the way that are kind of like that where they're right along the edge and they're leaning. As a matter of fact, there's one that I didn't notice on the way in and I'm noticing it on the way out. There's one here that has a curve to it. It's actually growing where the edge of the ravine is like 45 degrees. So it didn't go down to 90 yet, but it's like 45 degree and the trees at a 45 degree angle growing out of that. And then it curves and it goes straight up because once again, trees get to the sunlight. So it has enough life left in it. It's trying to get up to the sun. So it started growing straight. And we're talking like a foot diameter on this tree. It's not a small tree. And there's quite a few of them along the way here. So I'm noticing a lot more in this direction. That's why I like in and out paths. You see all new stuff. You're seeing some of the old stuff, but at a different angle. But you're also catching some of the things that you didn't have the right angle to see before. Another old dead tree with big woodpecker, pileated woodpecker holes. The top of it's broken off. Starting to hear some of the trucks. I must be getting closer to the road. Yeah, the trail is starting to curve away from the ravine. So we're headed, headed back towards the road. Like I said, it's not a long trail. But it's a very beautiful trail. Very beautiful area. 
So before we get too close to the road and it gets too noisy and we get all the background noise of the construction and uh, we can still hear our Eastern Peewee friends here calling. Um, I just wanted to thank you for joining me today. Hope you had a great time wandering through a new place with me. Always exciting. Oh, I'm going to stop right here. I am being stared down by a young deer. Yeah, doe. She's just looking right at me. She's probably about 100 feet away. And she's just staring me out. She's in a clearing where the sun is just highlighted. I just caught the brown out of the corner of my eye. So I'm gonna leave her alone. I don't want her to get spooked in case she has a fawn around. There are fawns everywhere. I've been seeing more fawns lately. I've got them in my yard. Oh, the trail actually curves a little bit towards her. So I'm gonna go a little bit slow so I don't spook her, but like I said, thank you for exploring this place with me, this new adventure for me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed wandering through nature with me. Bring your friends along next time. Make sure you get here and explore this preserve on your own. Uh, always take care when you're in a nature preserve. Stay on the trails. Don't pick anything. Um, and always share it with friends. Just like I'd like you to do with the podcast. Yeah, share, share it with friends. Let them know about the Nature Wanderer podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to support the podcast, feel free to go to my Patreon page and become a patron. You get a lot of extras. Um, I've been really brainstorming on coming up with new stuff to put on there. And so I'm hoping to get that in the works and put more time into the Patreon page soon. But if you just want to make a donation, um, buy me a cup of tea, go to my Ko-Fi page. I should call it Co-Tea page because I don't drink coffee, but go to my Ko-Fi page. The links for both are in the show notes. You can also visit my website at naturewanderer.org. Uh, my Facebook page is The Nature Wanderer. The Instagram page is The Nature Wanderer with underscores in between each word. And we've got a squirrel <laughs> running through the woods here. I don't know if you heard the sticks snapping. Yeah, I spooked him up and he's running from one tree to another. Check out my social media. I'm always posting pictures every Wednesday, Wandering Wednesday. See if you can figure out where I've been exploring, where I've been wandering. I also have an online store where you can get Nature Wanderer merch and it's pretty reasonably priced. So go there and show your support of the Nature Wanderer podcast. I am also this summer working on the program page. I have programs for scouts right now, merit badge workshops, but I'm putting together some adult ones too for the general public to use. So keep an eye out for that. I'm going to be working on it over the summer. So by the fall, I should have some on there. And above all, Keep exploring the nature around you. 
yeah, get outside, especially in the nice summer weather, and explore the nature around you. Thanks, and have a great day. Hello, nature lovers. Do you love to read books like I do? I've always enjoyed reading books ever since I was a kid, especially books about nature. Unfortunately, as I get older, I find myself with less and less time to sit down with a good book. I've solved that problem with Audible. Audible allows you to listen to your favorite titles while you are driving at the gym, taking a walk, wherever you are. With all the latest titles, you'll have quite a selection to choose from. And they have podcasts, too. Start listening today with a free 30-day trial. To get your free 30-day trial, go to the show notes and click on the link. Happy listening.